What's up? It's Nick. No, I started. Sorry, 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 sorry. Say cut. I'm not going to fly like that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Say cut. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast. You're happy and your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. Welcome to episode 81. Nick, sorry I cut you off. I apologize for that. You know I don't like to cut you off. Well, that's not true. I enjoy interrupting, I think, generally. But I try to prevent doing that to you. And I didn't. I cut you off. But you also started, you went rogue. And I won't, I won't tolerate mutiny on this shit. I have to try to keep you on your toes, which is why I started this episode while you were fixing your hair. I saw Pirates of the Caribbean 1, 2, and 3. I know what mutiny means. And I love my Master Commander more than anyone. So, I'm very familiar with it. Uh, which is your favorite Pirates of the Caribbean? Just to... Just to... One. One, yeah. I mean, easy question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice try, dude. It's gotcha journalism much, Nick? Jesus... Christ, it's good to talk to everyone again. We promised you an in-person episode. At, look, guys. Uh, we hung out instead. Mom, mom and dad told you we were going to get back together, but then we had too much fun just hanging out playing Rocket League. Sorry, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. We prioritized our friendship. That's what makes this podcast great in the first place, other than our brilliance, good looks, etc., good mustaches, um, inability to not pick our beards. It's all things that just make us endearing and perfect, but our friendship is what drives. It's a motor that drives us. It's well-greased. Mom and pop, oil shop. Naperville. I'm just listing neighborhoods in Chicago now. But you get the point. Sorry about that. It would have been really fun to do an in-person episode. We would have enjoyed it. But honestly, we just had too much goddamn fun uh, Not getting, doing to, getting to gold rank one, gold rank two in Rocket League. I haven't played since you left, but I'm, I've been jonesing for it. And it felt good. It felt very good. And yeah, I mean, it's our only excuse because we, we had the time. We had the we resources. Had the and we just we just didn't do it. We just didn't. It was kind of, honestly, if we're not going to record an in-person pod, it was a very on-brand way to not record an in-person yeah. pod. But it was great like, to see you. It was great to hang out. Uh, it was great to see you, man. Like, had we recorded an in-person pod, it would have been really awesome. But then again, that would have meant that we kept a promise to you that we made. And we're not in the business of keeping promises. No. No. We deliver content. We deliver hot, steaming content once every three weeks. But we don't We don't, We don't. don't keep promises. That's not us. So it hasn't been us. It never will be us. We're not going to start keeping promises now, 80 episodes in, 81 Welcome to Here's a Podcast. You're happy now. Packed episode for you today. So much going on. We're really excited about it. We've got guests come in. We're talking music. We're doing so much shit, but we have to start with something very, 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 I'm not going to say dear, but close to my heart, like a piece of glass that's, that's in my chest. We have to talk LeBron James. We have to talk LeBron James. NBA champion. The, in the scope. Shut the fuck up, Nick. Do not interrupt me again. We have to talk LeBron James in the scope of Colby Covington. Just... Call him NBA champion, LeBron James. He did just he just won. It just seems you're not like going to hide. This is this is on brand. But I'm, you're not going to. I'm not going to let you hijack this for your personal agenda. Okay, this is it's not going to fly. Not today. It's not going to fly on a Wednesday, Nick. All right, you talk about LeBron whenever you want. Does the people know how many how many championships he's got? This is this is so in line with what I'm talking about. You're playing right into my hand. You don't even realize. I'm gonna make you look like such an idiot in a minute. All right, tell us what's it. What are you thinking about? What's in your uh, brain? Colby about Covington. LeBron? This is a little bit of an old story about three weeks ago. Colby Covington, basically UFC MMA. I do not understand the difference, but it's all fighting. One, and this guy is just like a huge Trump fanboy. You probably heard about him. He's he got kicked off of like the reality show that was about fighters. I'm pretty sure I didn't do any research on him because honestly, he seems like a kind of a garbage person. But basically, he was in the news three weeks ago because he won a big fight, and he one got a phone call from President Trump, and two went on this rant against LeBron James and just you know I hate woke athletes. LeBron James wouldn't last ten seconds in a fight with him. Kind of made fun of LeBron's mom. 
Uh, it says, quote, if that coward had the balls or the ability to kick anyone's ass, Delonte West would have lost his teeth before his meth habit. Obviously, right, there was that rumor that Delonte West stuff with LeBron James' mom. It's, like, very 2010. Um, and just went at him, basically saying, like, uh, police officers have the toughest job in America. LeBron James would, you know, stop playing a kid's game if he cared about racial uh, inequality. Stop being... It was just kind of like the attack, the classic attack on snowflakes and being woke and woke athletes. Keep that, politics like, being, out of my sports. Right, exactly. Like, the entire uh, Ted Cruz being like, oh, that, it had terrible ratings because of being woke. And it's just such trash. So, any, I want to talk about this for one. Let's just... Well, let's get to Colby Covington first, and then we can transition into LeBron. Um... Like, this guy fucking sucks. And he doesn't just suck. Like, when I say someone sucks, when I boo someone out of a bar, I really like to get into the specifics and the degree of why they suck. One, it's wired or tired? Tired to talk about, like, make fun of meth addicts. Like, how are you supposed to get anyone on your side right now when, like, Delonte West is struggling as openly as he is? It's like Mark Cuban, like, capitalist extraordinaire, is taking Delonte West under his wing. Probably mean the guy, like, means that the guy needs help. Not a good look for you, Colby Covington. And two, my big take off of this is like, there is nothing lamer than being a fanboy of anyone, of anyone. So like hearing him gush, like this whole video of Colby Covington getting a call from President Trump. And it's just like one, it's lame to be a fanboy about anything, but it's also super lame to be a fanboy of like someone who just really hasn't done shit. Like hasn't done shit. You could make arguments for other people of like, well, this means a lot to me personally. As far as I know, Colby Covington's, like, loving LeBron is just because, like, he might be a racist piece of shit. Sorry, loving Trump. He does not love LeBron. But Colby Covington loving Trump is just this, like, he's he's got balls. Which, you're just, like, you're an idiot. I just think, yeah, fanboying Trump, liking Trump, I fucking hate. Yeah. I'll liking say, anyone. You should hate everyone. No. I mean, I hate him more than I hate everyone else, though. And I'm yeah, oh, for that. sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. just aligning your... Come on. Just keep going. Sorry. This is a pro-Trump podcast, Nick. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, cer- that. it certainly we seems like the- we're making excuses for him. <laughs> we made that clear from the start. <laughs> yeah, this is a from episode apolitical one. only Trump supporting. <laughs> right, only Trump supporting. So this is my big issue with this. I have one issue with Colby Covington greater than any of the other ones. Other than fanboying, other than loving Trump, other than kind of being a douchebag. Not kind of, just being a douchebag. Yeah, my biggest problem with Colby Covington is like he's shitting on LeBron, and we're in a time right now where like case in fucking point, like no one, everyone is sucking LeBron's dick so much, and it hurts my soul to to listen to and hear and just feel in the atmosphere. Like I just feel the vibe of the world, and it's just off. Like it's just off kilter. Like it's like in Mercury is in retrograde for the rest of the year. It just sucks. Like, you heard it here first. LeBron James winning NBA championship. Worst thing to happen in 2020. It just, like, it, I mean, it's just Worse than COVID. It just, it just rock bottom. Yeah. Forget, <laughs> honestly, I can't even remember what I'm just... It just sucks. I, I'm, I, I, I'm inconsolable right now. I have to listen to just LeBron fanboys. Everyone, LeBron versus MJ. LeBron, it's just over and over and over. And it's so fucking obvious to me. The worst part about this, having to listen to this, and just, if it's not clear for anyone who's ever listened to this or met me in person or talk to me during basketball season. I do not like the way LeBron James plays basketball. Um, But the worst part about this is that suddenly Colby Covington has like, in his hating of LeBron, has Mm -hmm. now made it super uncool to hate LeBron. Like, because Colby Covington had to go be like, well, LeBron's a woke piece of shit. He's a woke pussy. 
now it's like if you don't like LeBron, you're like Team Colby Covington. And, like, there's just – there's leaving no room for people like me where I'm like, I really like LeBron's, like, social commentary. I think he's a great businessman. Seems like a great guy. But when he steps foot on the basketball court, I hate everything about the way he plays basketball. I hate it. And he's just – he's just eked me out. Like, he's he, – I he's marginalized my hatred of LeBron and made it super – it sucks. It's – I'm – it sucks. Conspiracy theory of the week. Oh, God. Yeah. LeBron's in on it. LeBron's team, his <laughs> business acumen is so great that they've decided, you know what, we need someone to go out there and just align my haters with Donald Trump. Not to say that a lot of them yeah. aren't, but you're... you're look, I, I love that take because you have very valid reasons for not liking LeBron on the court, but you've been cornered in the court of public opinion into into being... You're a basket... You're a deplorable. You're one of the deplorables. Yeah, Man. I am. I, I, I am. I'm a piece of shit. Like, I'm yeah. a piece of shit because I cannot lie about the fact that I hate the way LeBron... Like, I, I've never... A conversation about LeBron has never come up that I'm able to keep my mouth shut about. Like, you're it a is Lebr- impossible. You're a LeBron hater and a constitutional originalist. <laughs> you know? It's like all of a sudden those things are just completely interlaced. That's a hilarious... It just sucks. It just sucks. Like, I wear, like now I'm like... I'm just aligned with these people. It blows. I'll, I'll be honest, Nick, that conspiracy theory of the week, though, I was out on you. Like, I, I was pretty sure this was going to be our last podcast together just because it was just, we were just weren't vibing well. You're back. You're all the way back. That was a great conspiracy theory, and it has given credence to something that I think could be reasonable. Probably two years ago, we had a big theory that, like, LeBron was spreading anthrax, and now he's reached out even farther, right? And now he's got Colby Covington on his time. I mean, he is a brilliant businessman. I, I wouldn't put it past him. He's brilliant, spineless on the court. Love him. But he's, I guess, biggest thing of all, we love what LeBron's doing in, in social commentary. We we got to say that. Fuck you, Colby Covington, you piece of shit. No one likes you. Can I, also, give you, can I ask you one punditry question? Of course. Who do you think runs for public office first, The Rock or LeBron? In 100% seriousness. And I'm not saying I yeah. think the country should go this way, where you know athletes and media personalities become politicians. Yeah. Not that I think, I think LeBron would probably be... Have politics that I align with. I don't know as much about The Rock, yeah. but I think no, they're both I, I, gonna do it. Do you agree? And who do you think goes first? I, I agree, and I I mean my instinct, purely from a timeline standpoint, I think it's LeBron. Yeah, um, because I think LeBron is closer to I, is closer. I will say this, and he'll win twelve more championships by being on the bench for the next twenty years, and I will kill myself. But he uh, he's closer to the end of his career, hypothetically speaking. So I think right. he'll go first. Um, he's already take, like you know he already runs at school. He's already done that. He's already in that social sphere where it's like I feel like the Rock just put his foot into it by saying like I'm voting for Biden. Um, so I think like LeBron's already got a foot in there, um, and I think I'm sure there are people talking about that. I, I'm sure LeBron's not. This is not saying at all commenting on the type of job he'd do. Like I'm sh- I think LeBron would do a good job because yeah. again I like his social commentary. Think he's a good guy, super smart. Um, does amazing things for like did amazing things in Cleveland. I'm, I don't know what he's doing in LA because I try not to read anything about him, but I'm sure he's doing good stuff. But without commenting on that at all, other than I've already commented on it, like I'm sure people in LeBron's like entourage group are just sucking his dick so much. They're like, dude, you should run for president. Like you'd be so great, LeBron. Like you'd be so fucking great at that, man. Like, oh, like let me pat you on the back and, and you know feed you with a spoon like you want me to chew your food for you lebron like is there anything i can do for you buddy like just don't don't fire me don't don't ask me to get traded like it's just absurd you know i'm like i'm sure the people who say lebron that's probably a question on his interview 
for if you want to be like part of his group part of his like his crew or his entourage or like work with him at all it's like should i run for president should i be president and if they say anything other than yes i am writing you into the ballot then they're not hired that's probably true i i do have one last hot take on this before we continue um which is I want to just talk about Colby Covington basically calling basketball a kids game. This is gonna, this is gonna really upset some people. I, I think I'm pretty sure that playing basketball is harder than being a fighter. I said it. I said it. I think it is harder than being a fighter. And I'll explain this so that you can all tear me apart later. If we're talking like if we're just equating the baseline of like professional like they're both professional sports both extraordinarily difficult to play whatever like there are mechanics to fighting obviously but you could argue that those mechanics are kind of a part of us from an evolutionary standpoint like yeah. we know how to fight you can fight in an unorthodox way and win like if you're fitter if you're stronger if your chin's t- if you're tougher like there isn't and there is an essence of toughness to fighting that isn't in basketball but I will say, like, dribbling a basketball is super fucking hard. Like, anyone who says basketball's a kid's sport has not tried to dribble a basketball. Because it's extraordinarily difficult. Like, it is so easy to look on. You have to be athletic to play basketball. You do. Like, and it just sucks. Any one of those sports that, re- like, ice skating, you know, requires you to, like, be on skates. Basketball, you can't move. It's not netball. Like, you can't move in basketball without dribbling, shooting. Yeah. Like, all these are just, like niche skills that you're not going to pick up from anywhere else like you can pick up the athleticism can transfer but that's kind of what fighting is it's kind of just like it's like you know what i mean and i know as someone who boxed you're you're going to disagree with me no no i'm trying to think I mean, it's just like i think in terms of like physical demand like getting hit is really tiring you have to be like i think you have to be like like a, a really good boxer i think might be in better shape than like jerry butler you know totally. yeah but it's hard for it's, yeah. I mean, a basketball supposed to do so much more. There's you know, there's a lot of like fine motor stuff that's going on. Not to say that boxers aren't like incredible athletes also, and it does right. and it takes and in fighters it takes a lot of coordination. But I kind of agree with you that like, I don't know. A great example for basketball is like when they get someone who's like fucking seven foot six, and they're like, you should go play basketball, and then they suck. You know, it's yeah. like all right, right. Like, it's clearly not just size. Where I think then you can throw like if you really train. A three hundred twenty pound, six foot five, you know, Eastern European freak like uh, right. a Klitschko brother or whatever. Like they can go a lot. I think they can go a lot farther. You I know, think, like, so, like I think if you had two people yeah. who were physically the right size for that sport and, and said, you gave go learn six from scratch, I think you'd right. be better at boxing than you would at right. If you were basketball. like, how high can you make it as a yeah. fighter? training with the best people in the world, never having done anything for either of those sports before. Like, if you're just in good shape. Yeah. Like, that's it. You can run three miles, you know, with whatever pace is good for that. Like, that's fine. I think you're... I agree with you. I think you can be a better fighter just off of fitness. Like, you feel like the things you're training are body mechanics that, like, that kind of work together in a way. Whereas basketball, you could be a great dribbler. Like, even if you learn how to dribble in six months, you still have no idea how to shoot a ball. You still have no like you know, right. so suck it, Colby. Yeah, I mean, I also this is just stupid, such a fucking tired move of just being like, man, I guess like, is this really what you want your career to be, bro? It's just like you're gonna hitch yourself to, you're hitching yourself to politics, to get 
buzz. Like, right. you're, 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 a, you're a PR shill. Fuck you. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's the whole snowflake thing. It's like, I don't, I'm, I'm seeing one person here, like, lash out at the media of, like, someone else, like, not staying in their lane. Like, I, to me, that's, that's kind of what a snowflake would be. Melting, yeah. you're melting under very little, very, very little heat. And Something I'm from Vermont. Legitimately has I've nothing seen, to do with you. I've literally seen millions of snowflakes. Okay, so I know what I'm talking about. I know how much I know how much heat it takes to melt one. You said it. You said it yeah. best. I, t- I did, and that is should be the point that you take away from this whole conversation is that I am a snowflake expert. You are. Well, I th- moving you know, on. I was going to say, no. Keegan, we're, yeah, yeah. we got a little political there, so I think it might be time to talk about talk to our next uh, guest. Yes, it is. It is. We're we're diving into politics this episode. We we've stayed. Uh, I don't say apolitical, but we've, I think, tried to always skirt around things for the most part until recently with, with humor and attacking things from an angle and not just from a partisan standpoint. Um, that time is, is over. It's ending right now. And I could not be more thrilled about it. I feel good. I can sleep at night again. It's amazing. For those of you who have listened to us from a, for longer than this year, um, one of our earliest, earliest supporters, good friend of our, Brett, was our original and is still our standing science guy. Hell yeah. So we corresponded with him on the probably the first two seasons of Here's a Podcast You're Happy Now. He was super involved. We love, like, I mean, he's just a great guy. He's always had our back. And he's doing something pretty cool right now um, for politics. And so we're going to dive into this interview with him. We're going to hear from him. Um, and uh, we couldn't be more thrilled to have him on. So we are here with esteemed supporter friend brother from another mother actor writer blogger food critic all the above la heart and soul science guy brett and brett's doing some pretty cool stuff so i'm not going to waste any more time introducing you with awesome adjectives and nouns tell us what you're up to okay so uh i am running a marathon on saturday um in whenever that might be the 17th of October, um, and it's 26.2 miles across Los Angeles. It's a route that I completely made up um, because the LA Marathon like runs on freeways and it's basically impossible to replicate. Um, but I'm running a marathon to benefit um, Get Mitch or Die Trying and Fair Fight Action, which are two really great organizations. Fair Fight Action is Stacey Abrams, who uh, ran for uh, Senate in Georgia, and, um, or governor in Georgia, um, and it's this really great uh, organization that's fighting corruption in specifically in Georgia and across the country. Um, and Get Mitch or Die Trying is the other organization, and they are directing funds to um, 14 Senate seats, which uh, are the most at play for Democrats in the Senate race, and. Basically, the idea is that I came up with the idea for this, um, that I think like a lot of people, I was just feeling this profound sense of like existential dread around the upcoming election. Um, this yeah. is in June. And not even that just like we might reelect Trump, but that it might just genuinely be the last free and fair election that <laughs> America have. Um, so... I really wanted to see what I could do. And I was like, volunteering is good. Um, but if I could find a way to raise a lot of money and donate it, then I thought that'd be great. So um, I set the goal of 
$526, which I said I would match. Um, and I hit, I, I wrote this uh, Instagram note and posted it on my story and I immediately raised uh, about $1,500. And since then, uh, um, we've gotten up to $5,600 um, oh in bit, just a month and a half. And uh, I'm try so I have been arbitrarily raising the goals since um, <laughs> since then. Uh, yeah. So now it's seventy five hundred. I'm hoping to raise another nineteen hundred dollars in three days before the end of the race, and I think I can do it. Um, and I appreciate you guys having me on to help me out. That's I mean that's amazing. I, I, it's just like that is incredible on on every level, and the fact that your note immediately raised that amount is just a, like a testament to this kind of idea and I think you hit the nail on the head at least I'll speak for myself and I, I think Nick probably agrees because he has to agree with me but um it's easy to to like say you want to do something and I don't want to say it's easy to volunteer it's easy to do anything else but to like to do this where you're like I'm doing this and I could do this if I'm going to raise $526 or $1,000 whatever it is I'm doing this I'm running 26 miles regardless um that's like incredible on its own. Like, so, I mean, to all of you out there who are like thinking about, Oh, could I do something? Look at Brett. Impressive that you chose such a shitty uh, activity to awful. match it with. It's like, awful. Awful. it's already noble. And then you're like, I'm going to put myself into the most physical yeah. pain. Yeah. You could have done like 24 hours of baking. People still would have donated. I'm pretty sure. That's true. It, it the, the marathon felt like you uniquely, um, torturous in a good way because I, it's like there there are a lot of, there are a lot of people going through a lot of shit and it's like the the least i can do is run for four and a half hours um and it it also it is not a testament to me at all it's a testament to the amount that people care and the amount of people that do care i've i've there have been a hundred i think it's 103 people have donated this far so wow. the average donation is is quite uh, low. There have been a couple of people that, that gave in the hundreds, but it's a lot of people giving like five, ten, twenty dollars, and it's incredible. Like those those numbers add up so quickly. Um, these these small amounts, it's really incredible. Um, and I'm very excited to run, and uh, also completely dreading it. You're gonna yeah, kill it, man. You're, yeah, we don't deserve you. We we deserve far less. Um, so you said your goal is nineteen hundred by the time you 1900 more by the time you run correct yeah. okay yes so what what we're so it's three days till saturday this pod's coming out tomorrow so we'll call well we'll say that maybe some money can come in afterwards what nick and i are going to do you've been a supporter of us from the start so what we're going to do is basically if you venmo brett keating and we'll put this in our bio and everything we'll match basically we'll match up to 500 dollars. so a thousand total towards you and they just have to put in like half a hint or science guy or like we love nick whatever it is and we'll match that to you, we'll help you out, and we'll send t-shirts to people who do that. You can just let us know who it is. But it's a, it's a great way to help. We wanna help you. Um, and I, don't, I mean, this is a real test for our listeners right now. Like maybe you've already donated because you know Brett, but also don't make us look like idiots. I know. You know? Don't, this isn't about politics anymore, this is about ego. All right, we said, we said we're gonna raise a certain amount of money for Brett, so you better fucking back us up. Um, and so we'll say maybe by like, hopefully by Saturday and we'll, we'll let the donations, hopefully they'll continue to come in, but go to our, go to our Instagram. If you don't follow us already, we'll find a, we'll link uh, Brett's Venmo there instead of this episode. 
Um, and please donate. I mean, if, if you have been wondering about, if you're listening to this and been wondering about something that you could do, um, whether you've donated already or haven't donated or any way you've thought about helping up at this point, like this is an easy way. It doesn't have to be a big donation. Like Brett said, it's been five to $10 for a lot of people. Do that. We'll match it. We're matching up to the uh, $500 for Nick and I. Um, and so this is a great time to help, help, help the pod, help Brett. And if you, if you disagree, if you're like, I love Mitch McConnell, he's handsome. He's everything I want. Um, then gerrymandering rules yeah, gerrymandering yeah. is the best like we're heading in a good direction then just look at it is it's 20 bucks it's 20 bucks for a t-shirt you just have to venmo brett for it and you just have to say <laughs> nick's name and you'll get a t-shirt and that's it and you don't have to ask any more questions than that that's it and we can write this off on our taxes for the pod you know so yeah oh totally yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> taxes are killing us right now no brett it's awesome and it, it's so cool you're doing and the two organizations are are great and doing the work and just super psyched to know you and have you do it. I mean, that's also, this is the first time that I'm, I'm learning about this donation match. That's really incredible. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, that's super remarkable. Thank you. Let's see if anyone donates first. You could it's be called, yeah, it's called That's called gotcha journalism. I learned it from Nick. That's all I do. I set <laughs> you up and then I pull the rug out from underneath you. <laughs> um, and so we've got a couple follow-up questions um, just to kind of flesh out so people get an idea of this. Um, that first of all, so have you run a marathon before? I uh, have not run a marathon. The, the furthest I've run before this was uh, 5.2 miles, and it was the Brew Run in Brewster, Massachusetts. Brewster. Um, and at, in Brewster, and I ran it because they give you a beer at the end. And the good news is after 26.2, you, you might get a, you'll, you'll have earned a beer. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll drink a beer. <laughs> I was going to ask, how many beers do you think you're going to drink after this? One per mile would be cool, but I think I'd settle for one for every two miles. That's pretty good. That's, That's a long. Solid. It's a long night. Yeah, I just ran five miles over the weekend, and I fell and almost uh, took my arm. I skinned my entire arm. I might lose it still. I pre I'm pretty sure it's infected. So I mean, it, five miles is no joke. Um, Not a I, joke. My follow up to that is: so you've never run a marathon for running a marathon. Are, are you aware that like people have died? They've died running marathons before. No, they haven't. Okay. <laughs> so he's, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> he's the expert. <laughs> he's the expert. Here's, here's a follow-up question on that, and you are a science guy as well. Uh, something that's always frightened me de deeply about uh, endurance sports like this is not being dehydrated. It's the idea of potentially overhydrating and having your brain explode. Are you afraid of overhydration, potentially after the race? It's not something that's crossed my mind until right now. Good. So, well, yeah, your brain, your brain exploding kills you. Just it's like if you like can have an aneurysm. You got to be careful. I, the thing that I was most worried about was having to poop during the run, but um, now I am most worried about overhydrating and having my brain explode. You're welcome. You guys, you heard it here first. Brett Keating is risking his life to unseat Mitch McConnell. The least you can do is donate five dollars. Okay, that's, that's the least true. you can do. Get Mitch or die trying. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally might die. Please Either don't. of constipation or overhydration. Both are very, both are very serious. I don't know which I'd prefer, honestly. Follow up. Have you had any issues with nipple chafing so far? This is, I mean, this is a pretty common marathon question, but it has to be asked. We'd be doing our job as journalists. Yes, I, I haven't gotten full, I haven't gotten full blood, but I've had chafing. It, it usually results in I'm planning to run shirtless just because I haven't, I'm a very cheap person and uh, 
I'm not going to buy one of those expensive running shirts. Hell yeah. Hell so, yeah. Shirtless marathon. Ladies, ladies and men of West Island, of, of <laughs> Los Angeles. You're going to be a shirtless guy running for a long time. <laughs> Please help him. Um, follow up. What is your, and this is going to everyone, uh, Brett, what is your favorite music to listen to while you're running? Uh, wow, that's a good question. I have, my workout mix is very eclectic. Um, there is a lot of Elton John. When Elton John comes on, it really, really fires me up. Like Saturday night's all right for fighting. Saturday. Uh, um, yes. Really gets me going. <laughs> Crocodile rock. Um, there's also like a lot of <laughs> what I would call freshman year pop. 2010, 2011, like Carly Rae Jepsen, early Drake, fun. That like, that really fires me up. It's also, I, I tend to listen to albums straight through um, when I run just because it passes the time better. Um, so there's a lot of like, I listen to fun, I listen to Carly Rae, a little bit of Drake, and a lot of Elton John. Oh, yeah. Great mix. Like this is going to be a walk in the park. Yeah. Are you are you public on Spotify? Can I find your mix? I'm sure you could. Cool. It's I'm gonna just, I'm gonna look that up. Run. Oh, yep. Found oh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into this. I'm looking for more music to work to run to. Yeah. I'm at Nick. What what music do you like to listen to while you run? Oh, I also uh, feel like it's got to be high BPM bubble pop, and it's feel like I do by Vin Diesel. Is probably the song I'm gonna listen to most. Keegan, what do you listen to? great transition but i i actually am opposite i listen to really sad music um i prefer that i kind of like when i will run i want to be like the guy in the indie movie who just got broken up with and he's just like not very good at running but he's running like very slowly and there's a set there's a really sad song playing and that's kind of the character i i am when i when i run so anything kind of sad yeah like my favorite song to run to work out to now is uh, the middle by Zed featuring someone. Oh. Yeah, like it's gotta mine would, be. Mine would probably be "Lovers Spit" by Broken Social Scene. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine Michael Sarah just just sobbing down the street, but also looking kind of kind of tough. He's a good runner. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason I chose him. <laughs> Brett, can I ask you a final question? Hit me. You're 27 or 28. 27. 27. When Mitch McConnell was 27, who do you think would have won in a race? You or Mitch? I suspect that Mitch McConnell didn't look as much like a turtle then as he does now. Um, and so the, the turtle and the hair metaphor comes to mind, but I just don't see any way that Mitch McConnell had any athletic ability beyond running to take healthcare away from people and criminalize abortion. Yeah. Yeah. Baby turtles are still, they're still turtles. They're still slow. They're I think still the, turtles. the weight of racism holds you down too. It must. That's true. You know? All right. Great. Great. I mean, that's a great answer. I also think you would win. And you know, I haven't done a lot of looking at this, but just doing a little research, looking for pictures of young Mitch McConnell. He, is pretty turtly still he's lost weight yeah yeah but but he's really he still just has that like little turtle face thing that he does just i don't yeah. know 
You heard it here first. Brett Keating, braver, faster, and more handsome than Mitch McConnell. Um, so again, donate. It's just Brett Keating, right? Yeah, just Brett Keating on Venmo. And that's K-E-A-T-I-N-G, Brett with two Ts. We'll link it in our Instagram bio. That's here's a podcast here. Happy note. No punctuation, no question mark. Please, let's do this. Let's, do, let's, let's make it happen. Uh, Brett, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And, and again, like that, that, uh, that, that donation match is incredibly generous. Um, you, you guys are doing awesome work and I, I really appreciate it. We're Anything made of money, science. baby. Anything for science, science guys. This is for science guys. Mitch McConnell, not a science guy. True. True. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Good luck. Thank so I don't know what we can say to that other than it's awesome. It's super cool that we know someone that's doing that. It's super cool that Brett is doing that on its own. It's an added bonus that he has been super supportive of us uh, in our podcast and a good friend to us and the shit we did in college. He's just an all-around great guy. And so I think we obviously want to be able to return that uh, favor in a way. So I think we have three days until Brett runs. And what we want to do is we want to basically do a matching donation type thing for his marathon. And it's going to be great. And if you do that, you're going to get a t-shirt, which is going to be amazing. Uh, I'm not going to work on designing that t-shirt at all until after all this is done because we've got to push this content out. we got to get Brett to his goal. Uh, but it's going to be a great t-shirt. It's going to say science guy on it. You're going to love it because you're all science guys. I hope if you're not DM me so I can give you some of mama's cooking. Yeah. I mean, PR for science guys, these, this past year is through the roof. We need them now more than ever. And we, yeah, science is so in this is such a timely podcast. It's crazy. It's crazy how important this podcast is and that you listen to it. But anyway, yeah. we're really thrilled to be doing something that is good and we want to help Brett. I mean, we're not doing anything that's good. We want to help Brett do good stuff for good causes and so that's what we're gonna do let's show him this happy hand family motherfucker yep we'll link his venmo in all bios and things like that and let's get him that money um and so yeah with your donations just mention happy hand science guy any of that stuff so we know who is donating on our behalf um and it'll be amazing that was a little bit of everything politics friendship romance fitness music good vibes bad vibes. speaking of speaking of music nick speaking of music we got some Vin Diesel, Jeremy Renner shit to talk about. It's out there. It has to be said. Some would say this story is a month old. Others would say it hasn't been talked about nearly enough. Yeah. Others will say, oh, people have already made this comparison. And I don't kind care. Of. Yeah, they have. They have, maybe. Yeah, if you, if you, I, I'm not, Nick, this is just a cone of silence between us. If you Google Jeremy Renner, uh, Vin Diesel, first result is unfortunately a podcast comparing them and their music. Fuck them. What podcast? Yeah, well, you know what? We weren't the first two white guys to make podcasts and talk about basically nothing, so it's never stopped us before. APAC, something stupid. APAC? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what. Ex <laughs> I, is that what the first podcast is called? I don't know, but I love that idea that the you know organization advocating for Israel is doing a podcast. <laughs> that, that's that's why it seemed that's why it seemed uh, pretty familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> then welcome to the APAC podcast. Where we... Well, we'll be talking Israel, but first, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Love I know it. that's probably all not usable, but we can't put out a podcast inconsistently without talking about Vin Diesel. So, Vin Diesel, Jeremy Renner, two musicians. Vin Diesel, the more recent of them, although Jeremy Renner's been coming on strong. We cannot not compare them. We cannot not compare them. Two awkward 
goofy, white, outdated, in some aspects, performers, talented nonetheless. A uh, couple things that you and I can relate to. 100%. Yeah. I mean, should we just get into it? Like, I know some of this stuff has been has been covered, but, you know, we saw the Vin Diesel video go around. A lot of people talk, laughing at Vin Diesel, I would say, for or, or, or laughing at this video of people dancing. Yeah. It was a funny video. Diesel song. Well, yeah. I, we should, let's hop into it. First of all, for those of you who live under a rock and haven't heard the song, here's a song. It's called Feel Like I Do by Vin Diesel. upsets me is that I, I feel like because it's Vin Diesel there's a lot of like yeah they're laughing at that video on Kelly Clarkson's show of people dancing in the iPads or whatever and like that's fucking weird but it's bad press the, the song it's bad press for Vin and Vin's been getting a lot of bad press 
Yeah, that's um, yeah, over the past couple of years for sure. For sure, over the past couple of years. But I do think it really like. I don't know. It shouldn't. The song's totally good. He brought on like a, I don't know, like the hit maker of right now to produce it, Kygo. We fucking oh, love yeah, Kygo. Yeah. He just did it right. Like it's a good song. It's a fun song. If you heard it at the club and you didn't know it was Vin Diesel, you would dance to it and you'd like it. And in, in a times of quarantine like these, we need more shit like that. Do you agree? Yeah. It's hit. Oh, absolutely. I think. I mean, I really like the song, and I'll get into. I think the things that I dislike about the next person we're going to be bringing this conversation all are not true for and i'll i'll call back to vin diesel just to kind of keep people in check but really overall what it is is like this is a vin diesel song that is hip it's good it's catchy it's also like not what we expect from vin diesel but also is not surprising that it's vin diesel you know like i'm obviously different yeah it's different than what we've seen from him but at the same time, you listen to it, you look at the album cover, you're like, yeah, that's Vin Diesel. It's I didn't know his voice. Sound, like, it's got a cool sound to it. It has a cool sound to it, right? A lot of that is credit to Kygo. But, like, at the end of the day, I think what it comes down to is you kind of said it, you kind of nailed it, that, like, it's just, it's it's got good vibes. The song has good vibes. You know, it's like, it reminds me of my favorite song, Cheerleader. Cheerleader comes on, and I'm just like, wow, I feel the vibes. In. I know some people hate Cheerleader, you fucking are dead to me but it just it, that song comes on and like i don't the juices get flowing a little bit for me and it's just like i feel warm inside it's that and able with the national i mean it's it, kygo vin diesel uh uh cheerleader and the national they just they, they just get this in and i just feel good after listening to them you know just three three you know pieces of music that are very similar <laughs> Very similar. Yeah, exactly. Just like you go to a house party, you plug in your phone, you put on the national. If People you go nuts. Alligator. People Can I go jump back to something you said you. earlier that I hadn't thought about, but now I do? I think is really important yes, and why please. I like this song? You talk about yeah. the album cover. Mm-hmm. Vin I'll, Diesel. Oh, yes. Do you want it? Should I not go into this yet? No, please, because this is a good transition. It feels, like you said, it's like, it, it's, it's, it feels genuine. It's like... But also in a way you don't expect from Vin Diesel, who I think, I don't know a ton about him, but with, like, some stuff you hear about what he's like and the Fast and the Furious franchise, he seems like he'd be very image conscious. And this is kind of a goofy picture. It's like a close-up of his face, he's smiling, and it's, like, lighthearted and fun. And to me, that's why the whole song works. It's like, you're not being too serious about this. You're not, like, so caught up in the fact that, like, now you're a very serious musician who's, like, working on this EDM club banger track he's like having a good time looks like he's in a photo booth he's smiling you know right. what i mean and i like, think it, and it's I, not self-serious yeah, totally it's not self-serious and it also matches the song you yeah. know what i mean like you listen to that song and you're like all right this is a bop but i'm thinking of summer i'm thinking of friends like i'm thinking of good times and i look at that photo of vin diesel this, this album cover and it yeah it's a filtered close-up photo of him smiling it's goofy it's not a vin diesel that we see a lot and i like it a lot I like it a lot. To me, that is a direct comparison to this other guy we need to talk about. Because there's, yeah, there's, there's a let's lot. Let's talk about that. So, just macro. What I like about the Vin Diesel, it's genuine. It's not self-serious. When you go look at Jeremy Renner, a person who came straight to my, my head when we were thinking about, oh, actors taking out songs, it's the exact opposite. You're talking about two albums just this year that are the most like self-serious, navel-gazing shit I've ever seen. And the song... 
that you know I did a little digging and it's not his biggest song but I think you may have picked it out too is this song by Jeremy Renner called Sippy Cup yeah and on this. you've got <laughs> it's a seven song album the first four songs are called Live For Now Love Is A War She's A Fire Just My Type Song 5 Sippy Cup mm-hmm. what the fuck does how does that fit with your album at, at all I mean, on this, I, I'm going to hop in here and just say, if you are an artist who wants to be taken seriously at all, you need to have a, a very, very, very established listenership before you name a, a, a song Sippy Cup. Does not matter if you're, if like, you had a, does not matter if you had a song named Bib, Knife, Baby Spoon, any, like, that. Uh, that's all fine. Baby Food, whatever. You cannot name a song Sippy Cup. It's a Nicki Minaj song. Like, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. And I know you're going to do a deeper dive into the song, possibly, but just from the get-go, like, I'm lost. Like, that song came on, I was like, I can't take this, I cannot take this seriously um, at all. Totally agree. And the first thing that I'll think about, I don't need to go deeper than this, is like, you listen to the lyrics, Sippy Cup doesn't come until the chorus. Maybe, maybe you know what this means. Like, my first thought was like, are you... Is this about drinking with a child? Yeah, I, I, it was so, I was, I'll be honest, I was so out of body, like, I was so disinterested after learning the name of the song was Sippy Cup, I didn't even really listen closely enough to hear the word Sippy Cup in the song. I just, the lyrics never seem to match with the title at all. It makes, it makes no sense. The whole song is about, like, is about, like, getting together, really drunk right? and, like, yeah. hiding that you're really drunk. And I couldn't tell if it was a song about, like, like hiding your alcoholism or if it was a song about drinking with a kid i have a theory yeah hit me. i have a theory and it ties into some real some larger observations i have so first of all i'll just wrap up my thoughts on this which is like the biggest problem with this is jeremy renner's image like that he puts out is such like dark brooding like maybe would have fit in 2010 like really he's going for like dark brooding well-dressed white guy which is just a really just, I mean, and this is coming from a white guy who's never managed to dress that well. I mean, it's just, it's really not a good look. Like, it just is not cool. Like, cool artists don't dress like that. They wear see-through shirts. They wear crazy shit that doesn't match. They look like they're not trying. Or they look like they're really trying, but they're not just wearing, like, a dark sweater and a peacoat standing over a piano. So, it, to me, that's just like, take me seriously, take me seriously, take me seriously. I'm super serious. Take me seriously. Then he puts out a song called Sippy Cup. How am I supposed to do that, Jeremy? Hmm? J. Ren, what am I supposed to do with that? You, you rock in a hard place right now. I'm not going to cut off my arm. I'm just going to die here. I'm going to die here of dehydration. My theory, like, I'm going to be going into this more from like uh, what his voice seems like. Mm-hmm. His songs to me have a very Broadway esque, like his voice has a very Broadway esque ring to it, where I'm like, I he should be singing in a Disney movie or live in a theater, but. It's so produced, it's so clearly coming like out of an album of just like the out like it's just the studio's musicians and they're just putting an echo in Jeremy Renner's voice. It just not to shit on Broadway or people who sing in Disney movies, but like there's just not a lot of complexity to what Jeremy Renner's putting out there. I think this is all a callback to Broadway. Because on Broadway you go see a show, what do you drink wine out of, Nick? Sippy cup. Wow, that's good. You're Jeremy Renner's just talking about getting drunk at a Broadway show like a fucking loser. Like a fucking nerd. I cannot believe it. 
What an idiot. Just yeah, that's lie. a great that's a great thought. And Broadway is a really good and I you know, like show tunes are great. And I think a lot of times show tunes are great in their simplicity and their directness and like all all that. But you're totally right that it is like in that it also feels like he's acting while he does it. It's like, oh man, do you even believe this? Like this stuff is so canned. This is like music for like like you wrote this music for the car commercial. It feels like you know. Yeah. What to me? What he sounds like is he sounds like the talented, like the uber talented kid in high school who wins the talent show, but eventually realizes he's better at acting. Like that's what it's. It sounds like Jerry Manor was like the best singer at his high school, or oh, one I'm of the sure top singers at his high school. And like won the town, and everyone's like, "Wow, Jeremy, you've got a really good voice for being 17 years old." And he was like, "Ah, you went to Juilliard." And they were like, "You, you can't sing. Like, you can't sing well enough to just be. You're going to be an actor instead." Like, that's what his voice sounds like to me. Not to shit on people who won talent shows. I, I never participated because I was a coward. But that's what it's. It just sounds like to me is like, yeah, you had a good voice, and people sucked your dick over it for a long time, and like now you're trying to come back to it to have this fleshed out career, and it just doesn't doesn't fit. Yeah, I'll also say well as a high school talent show winner for, for doing a very similar bit. Um, he, like, looking at the lyrics, and we don't need to go through them, it's just in comparison to Vin's lyrics. No, I think we do. You want to go into it? <laughs> All I'm go saying is, it. there's no real story to Jeremy Renner's lyrics. Like, it all kind of doesn't make sense, and not in a good way, not in like, a, oh man, it's Bob Dylan, he's like, fucking astral projecting some like, deep shit, some like, abstract narrative that means something to everyone this is really like Jeremy Renner tried to write the Vin Diesel song which is like we're out partying and drinking and like let's live like this is forever everybody's got a secret and we're all just trying to keep it let's raise our cups together which is like cool like you said nothing there where Vin Diesel's got right. like a was, whole intro yeah. verse about like we're going to the bar and it's like too quiet in the bar and the cover band's too loud and like I was about to leave and then you walked in like that really floored me so I stayed and you're like oh shit that's a story. This is really just like this is this is Budweiser party music, but you know, it's the backdrop of the commercial. And it's fucking lame, man. Like it's not even forward looking. If he had done this as an EDM song, he might have been like, cool, sippy cup, kinda funny, like I can dance to it. But this is really like, oh man, you want it to be like You want it to do Santana smooth, but it's not a good song. And there's just no there, yeah, there's no originality to it at all. Like in zero Except uh, for the zero, word sippy cup. Yeah, that's true. There's like there's zero originality in his voice. You're right. There's no story that goes into it. I mean, I want to go into a little bit off of what you're saying, into this like, into looking at his music. And there's a couple things that jump out to me. One, there's the fact that until 2020, there were no real albums. Like until 2020, it was all singles. That's a warning sign to me, and that plays into exactly what you're saying. Like, if you have no ability. To like put together a narrative of songs or like even make it like if you do a bad job at least you try until like then you put up two in a year that's it just like doesn't it doesn't really like that something's off about that you know like if your instinct is just like oh, i'll write this hit song and i'll just put it out and put it out and put it out i'm sure other artists have done that but they did it way better than jeremy renner and now he puts out these albums in 2020 where it's like uh you don't have as much to do but like, it's no like I don't know. Taylor Swift put out a bomb album in twenty twenty. She like took this seriously. It sounds like Jeremy Renner just like waited to put out five singles until they were ready to go, and then put them out in these albums with, without wait. I, it just it, it just like seems like he took a weekend and was like, 
sorry, honey. I don't know if he's married, but he was probably like, uh, sorry, honey, I got to go with the band. You know, like we're going to spend the weekend uh, recording and we're going to put out an album. And like, it sounds like that's what he did. And it's kind of has the exact quality you'd expect like from me if I did that. And the, the next thing I want to say on that is just also his choice of covers is just atrocious. Um, for one hand, uh, House of the Rising Sun is an amazing song and it has been covered by some very, very, very good bands, including my high school band. And in ter- and as far as I'm concerned, if you have something in common with my high school band, that's too many things that you have in common. There should be no parallel if you're like putting out music on Spotify and like a celebrity, like find a new song to cover. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, I agree with you. It seems like he sort of, like, said, I bet this music thing is easy. Like, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just right. book this band and, like, sing the songs that I wrote, which are, like, right. not great. And, like, we'll cover House of the Rising Sun. Awesome song. Awesome I, you know, song. Iconic song. But, like, you right. gotta do something with it. Like, I think for a high school yeah. band, great. You guys are learning how to play music together. And, like, right. it's a good, simple, powerful song. I'm not gonna shit on you for that. You're cool for doing that. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, super cool. Bajillionaire. Pops. Like, I don't know. There's also something about, like, the style of the music that's so, like... At least Vin Diesel was like, I'm going to do something that kids like. Like, I'm going to look forward. I'm going to try to be contemporary. Or Jeremy Renner's like, I want to turn the clock back 15 years to, like, yeah. AWOL Nation times Maroon yeah. 5. Like, stuff people, you've definitely people heard. like Housing and Rising Sun. I'm going to put my own spin on it. But my own yeah, spin I'm like a rock guy. More echoes. There's going to be more echoes, and it's going to be so, like, s- symbolic of, like, how my life is. Just, dude, like... Leave me the fuck... Like, he does this whole thing... That's the one thing I noticed. He changed the lyrics in House of the Rising Sun. Ugh! I was just, like, slightly... You know, it's one of those things where it's like, he went jazzy with it. Like, so that's the thing you do as a jazz vocalist. Um, as a jazz vocalist, sometimes what you'll do is you'll you'll sing at a slightly different tempo so that then you can speed up, you can mix up the rhythm of your words like you're a trumpet. Jeremy Renner does that, except with House of the Rising Sun, a song that's been covered a million times and done in a really good way by already by people who have really incredible voices so in just singing house the rising sun and having good voice as a grown adult it's not impressive i agree uh do you have any other thoughts i've got i've got two more but they're 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 kind of be encompassed into one yeah well i mean i looked at the other song the big song heaven don't have a name which i had all the same criticisms of of just like man a it doesn't make any sense and B, it's the exact same song as Sippy Cup. It's like, oh, I had sex with a woman on a one-night stand. And, like, she's from Atlanta, but also she lives in the Bay. And she's also uptown. And you're like, this shit. you're just like, this is all, you've strung together all this stuff. Oh, I remember the one thing I was going to say. Sorry. I knew it would come back. <laughs> as a, I'm a rock guy, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. in sixth grade, I was like, I play guitar. I don't like pop music. I, don't, I like classic rock. There Fuck is you, nothing pop. more tiring than someone who hasn't grown out of that phase. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not sure there's... I think no, the Beatles so. are an incredible band. They're one of the greatest bands of all time, in my opinion. There's nothing more tiring than, like, a guy who will be like, yeah, like, I just only listen to the Beatles. Like, I, I can't listen to anything else. Like, all this new right. stuff is so bad. And you're like, well, no, you just decided you wanted to stop growing. Or, like, wanted to stop experimenting yeah. with things. That's your choice. But, like, don't come at me with your, like, you know moral high ground because you like classic rock from the 60s and 70s and to me that's what jeremy renner's into all his albums they feel like the yeah. rock guy who was like oh you know led zeppelin too like bro you're not even a fan it's like right. i don't know fuck you 
Yeah, and it ties. You're totally right, and it ties into the House of the Rising. Not to keep on going back to House of the Rising Sun, but like you're right in that when you're first discovering rock music, it's cool to cover House of the Rising Sun in terms of like we're covering this as a song that has already been played, and we're just gonna play it, and it will sound different, and that we are you're excited about musicians. music, right? And like my voice is different than you know than the original, but it's super shitty when you're just like I'm an adult. And now I'm covering House of the Rising Sun. And I'm not covering House of the Rising Sun to be like, hey, I'm going to cover this in a way where the song sounds different. It's just going to be, I'm just going to cover it with my voice. And it's going to be a classic throwback to how great rock music is. It's like, we can kind of, we fucking know how cool rock music is. Like, we, we, we get it. We fucking get it. There's still good rock bands. Like, yeah, they still exist out there. Yeah. I just have so much more <laughs> respect for a Johnny Depp who's like, I'm a rock guy, but like, you don't ever have to really hear my music. I just like getting fucked up and like hanging out with Keith Richards. And you're like, all right, cool. Like, at least yeah. you're living it. He sounds like yeah. he's the guy who shows up to your party and's like, oh, I brought my guitar. Uh, is that cool? I, so cool I, I, plug on, I just had it with me. It's crazy. And then he's like, hey, you want me to hear play this, you know, the C chord? Um, and that sucks. Two, in terms of his overall vibe, well, my biggest issue with him is that his voice is good. It does not match his body. It does not match his body. Like, he should... And I don't know what, but, like, when you play... And it does it in a way that's bad. Because I'll get to this, because I also think that... <laughs> I don't disagree. Because like, this ties into, like... It's, on one hand, this is exactly the kind of vibe that I would expect Jeremy Renner to go for. And the problem is it's not the right vibe. And we've already touched on that. Like, it's dated. It's not good. The Rock... Sorry. Vin Diesel's voice also does not really match this song. Like, I know it's Vin Diesel, but when I look at the last... The movies that I associate Vin Diesel with, I would not see this song coming. If I looked at the songs... Like, if I looked at Jeremy Renner and you were like, he plays music, I'd be like, yeah, this is what it sounds like. His voice doesn't sound like I'd expect his voice to sound, but this is the music I'd expect him to put out. You know? I agree, I agree with that. And I just love it. I mean, I just love... Like, I love the fact... That the like we haven't heard from Vin Diesel in years. Last thing we heard from him was Fast and Furious drama with The Rock. And look, like, am I gonna come out here and say that like I take Vin Diesel's side over The Rock in that whole beef that I don't remember many of the details to? No, I think The Rock is an incredible actor. Um, what was that bodybuilding movie with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, oh yeah, what was that movie? I Pain and Gain. He was, yeah, he was fucking unreal in that movie. Yeah. Um. That was the first time I watched The Rock, and I was like, ah, yeah, this guy can actually really act. Um, so I'm not going to take Vin Diesel's side over The Rock. I'm not going to say I like Vin Diesel more than Rock. But I will just say that Vin Diesel really carved out, like, an era of our childhood. Like, from 19... Like, from... I mean, s technically Saving Private Ryan, but that's something like I discovered after Triple X and all that shit had come out. Yeah, it's early. But it was like... Us. Triple X. I mean, he really was doing The Rock's roles. He was like the Navy SEAL babysitter, like the big muscly guy. For like, sure. He did that. He's not a bad actor either. I just think he he chose bad roles. I'm like, he probably wasn't as likable. And while I think The Rock has obviously taken over the Fast and the Furious franchise, we cannot overlook that Vin Diesel started that franchise. We For sure. We cannot overlook it. And he's just like, he's just one of, he's one of a kind in the weirdest way. There's just never going to be another Vin Diesel. There's never going to be a guy who, like, like kind of looks like... It sounds like any of his vibe. It's just... Yeah, I think he's a really done, weird dude. 
He's a super weird guy. But he's not bad. I, I agree with you. Like, I don't dislike Vin Diesel. Right. But, like, Triple X came out in, what, like, 99, 2000, 2001? So like, pumped about that movie. So, I mean, that movie was just, like, the first time you were like, this is freaking sweet. And also, like, a Vin real Diesel... sexual awakening movie where he gets, like, tied to the bed. You remember oh, that yeah, part? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, why yeah, would they yeah, be yeah, doing yeah. that? Right. It, it was man. like... <laughs> We get it. Boners. <laughs> Boners. <laughs> Sex sells. Sex um, But he was just the classic, like, he was the, I'm going to act, before we realized that Bruce Willis does this all the time, he was the original, like, for us, I'm just not going to change, I'm going to be the same character in every movie. Every movie. I'm yeah. going to be the same guy. And then we were like, fuck, Bruce Willis has been doing that the whole goddamn time, our parents never told us. And I'm sure their parents were like, Clint Eastwood did that, and that, yeah, like, it's right. a, it's an archetype, you're right, but you, yeah. you're, you're totally right that, like, he had a real run where, right, where, where he was a huge, huge movie star. He still right. is, but, like, where he was, like, an, yeah. he was, like, an it guy. Right, so I like the fact that he, because he, I mean, he is a movie star, but he's definitely fallen off, like, Rock has taken his niche, for sure, um, so I like that suddenly out of nowhere, he comes out with this song where it's like, Hey, that vibe you thought I was going to do, it wasn't this. And he puts out this feel-good, like, hey, I've been off the radar, but I'm actually, like, I'm taking selfies like this and making them album covers. Not trying. Obviously trying. I brought on Kygo, but, like, I'm not trying. Yeah. Whereas Jeremy Renner, you could say, has, I mean, Jeremy Renner is not, no one is going to remember an, an era for Jeremy Renner. They're not going to, no one is tied to Jeremy Renner the way we are tied to Vin Diesel at all. Like, he's a lame Avenger. Um... He was Jason Bourne in that fine Jason Bourne movie, and he has Hurt Locker. He and was, he was he's great in uh, what's the seventies movie with Christian Bale? Fuck yeah yeah yeah. He's great in that. Uh, yeah, fucking he's shit. a great actor. But he's, he's a great he's, actor. But Bradley Cooper's great in that. Christian Bale's great in that. Right. Amy Adams is great in that. That's a great movie. Right. I think it's better. I think it's almost better to to like. This is tough. I'm 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 kind of leaning towards like maybe it's better to be like a in terms of being remembered, a Vin Diesel where you're you own your brand and then suddenly you have a role that's surprising to the depth you bring to it, like saving Private Ryan for Vin love, Diesel. Love love this question. Whereas like Jeremy Renner is a I think arguably maybe a better actor than Vin Diesel in terms of like his overall body of work. But also, there are other actors that do that. You know, like, um, he kind of plays like a wild card in these things. And I think that, like, who's somebody who kind of reminds me of Jeremy Renner but does a better job? Um, I mean, this is a great question. Like, would you rather be, like, in more critically acclaimed stuff but be sort of a second tier, second banana? Or would you rather be, like, a blockbuster guy who then shows depth? Who are you ben thinking? Ben Foster. Ben Foster. So he's... Ben Foster was in a bunch of movies. He was in... Um, what's that movie with Chris Pine? Two Brothers? Uh, oh, uh... Same director as Sicario. Hell or High Water. Really good. Hell, he's, the, he's the other brother in Hell right. or High Water. Like, he's, to me... And he was in 310 to Yuma as one of the bad guys. Like, he, to me, is a real Jeremy Renner vibe of, like, I'm intense. I'm super intense. And, like, that's kind of my thing. Yeah. And, like, you can tell I'm kind of crazy. That's what Jeremy Renner does, except Jeremy Renner does it in, like, a way where he put out music like this. And Ben Foster would probably put out, like, a sweet country album. It's also, like, his music then makes you 
feel differently about his really good roles. Like, Jeremy Renner was, like, great in Wind River. He's great in... Fuck. Damn it. I forgot. Right? He's great in American Hustle. He's great in Arrival. Like, he has some... He chooses some really good movies. Yes. Like, Wind River... He's a really good actor. He's a great actor. But he puts out this music, and you're like, man, like... Ah, why? (laughs) Like... Yeah. Like, if you want to be Pitt, you don't put out this music. No. You know? Like, you're much more on that train. Vin Diesel's like, whatever, man. I'm made in the shade. I can make money. Like, sure, this is like a plug-and-play song, but it's good, and like... It'll be cool if I do it. Where Jeremy Renner is like, no, I have to like make an effort to do this thing that is super off brand, and still and like somehow feels more plug and play than like Kygo sent yes. me a beat and I like kind of whisper saying some song, some like, lyrics over it. Yeah, Easy. like somehow Jeremy Renner feels like anyone could do it more than Vin Diesel's. You know what it I mean? It looks really bad to try hard and fail. That looks yeah. really bad. Yes, I don't feel bad about this because they're both really rich. They're both super rich. And I forgot about Wind River. Like, Jeremy Renner... I mean, Wind River is one of my favorite movies of all time. And we'll do a quick five-minute nerd gigs. You'd need to watch... Like, Taylor Sheridan is this writer. He was on Sons of Anarchy as a background character for season one, season two. He was not a very good actor, so he was written out of the show. Turns out he's an incredible writer-director. And so he basically wrote this trio of movies that all kind of take on... I mean, if you live under a rock, you haven't seen, like, a single one of these... But basically, there is these very, very, very intense dramas um, or thrillers that basically have are are tied into some social commentary in a really interesting way. So, right, like Sicario is war on drugs. Hell or high water, you know, are like land rights and banks and loans. And then Wind River is um, is like the failure of our government to to properly track abducted, you know, indigenous women and. They're all incredible movies, and Jeremy Renner fucking... I mean, my favorite of those is by far Wind River. He fucking crushes in that, but Dude, I Wind really River's wish delicious. he hadn't put out this album. I really wish. Albums. Songs. Any of it. Yeah. The bummer with this is it really makes me think that Jeremy Renner is a really lame person. Vin Diesel's makes me think Vin Diesel is a cool person. Yeah, it's like fun. I listen to Jeremy Renner, and I wish that Jeremy Renner... Like, I think probably what Vin Diesel did is he was like, what people associate with me with is not good i'm gonna put out a song that is maybe more me or maybe it's just something that i want to be more associated with and he put out that song and i think it has worked wonders <laughs> i think jeremy renner whatever he did he misread that drastically and i think he was like you know that thing that people like about me that intensity that like i'm gonna portray that in a way worse way you know like yeah. that's why i think he would have like if it was an acoustic album i would like to listen to Jeremy Renner with an acoustic album. Yeah, or you know, if it was like, like a garage would... album. It was like he and his buddies right. like play, actually playing badly or like playing yeah. fine. I'd be like, cool. Right. You at least you did it. I think he's going through a really nasty divorce, so it really also feels like this is like a. Oh, a... this makes this makes way more sense. It makes, makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't make me feel bad I... about it at all. <laughs> like I don't know, dude. That's on you. Like I mean, I'm not gonna say you shouldn't do it. Like put your feelings in your music it makes way more sense i don't know why you call the song sippy cup still yeah i don't know why heaven don't have a name needs to be like you're like that doesn't seem like you're sad about your relationship it's like uh what's that song they wrote radioactive that band it's just like them but one of them wait which one worse what's the song that wrote the band that that wrote radioactive oh uh uh imagine dragons imagine dragons it's you know what he is it's like if he was 
one member of Imagine Dragons who's just playing all of the music by himself, but and he's also not good enough to be in Imagine Dragons. Hundred percent. What Imagine like. Dragons does is so much more impressive than what Jeremy Renner's up to. Right. I think Jeremy Renner like snuck into Imagine Dragons studio after they were on a, like a cigarette break, and he just kept all of the settings the same, and was just like, I can do this by myself. Yeah, and then he brought in the Imagine Dragons scabs. Yeah. Like, just right. like try to just do what they were doing. Right. Just follow me. Yeah. Just uh, you know House of the Rising Sun. It starts in A minor. Oh, you just yeah. You know House Rising. Okay. Yeah. Play it. Don't do anything different. Cool. Cool. Um, the last thing I'll say is you see that today Gal Gadot uh, commented on the thing what she yes. said. That's that's why it was in my head. That's why it's the first comparison I made. It didn't it. transcend. What a fucking funny thing to say. What do you mean it didn't transcend? Just say you did something wrong. Yeah, you fucked For it up once. It didn't transcend. Didn't transcend. It was stupid. Yeah, it didn't transcend because it was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. What do you think was going to happen? From now on, people are like, ah, you know, I don't listen to your podcast. You're just like, you know, you guys don't really talk about anything. I'm going to be like, well, it just didn't transcend. Didn't transcend. Didn't transcend for you. Next time, it'll transcend. No. Oh, with that spite, that was episode 81, baby. We talked we talked about so much stuff today. We got into politics. We talked about UFC. We talked about basketball. We talked about Jeremy Renner. We talked about Wind River. We talked about Vin Diesel. We talked about The Rock. I mean, we talked about so much shit. I mean, it was great. It was a fun episode. Uh, we're glad to be back. Episode 81. Thank you for listening. Cannot um, push this enough. Please donate to our friend Brett Keating on Venmo for his marathon to kind of get our shit back in line. Get our shit. Like, let's, let's get things moving in the right direction. Like, I know we kind of touched on this already, but it, it's just absurd. Like, if you don't like partisan politics, if you're like, it's so fucked up right now, like, our politicians don't have our best interest at heart, which I think people on both sides of the aisle right now feel, like, Mitch McConnell's the first fucking guy that's got to go, other than, obviously, the orange man. Like, we just got to get him out. Like, and that guy just fucking sucks. And he's everything that, like, if you're on the right and you listen to us, he is also everything you don't like about politics. He might technically be on your side, but he's not on your fucking side. So let's do our part. Let's get him out. Donate to Brett. We're going to put it. We're not sharing the link for this episode in our bio. It's going to be Brett's Venmo link. So go donate whatever you can. We'll match it. Again, we're going to match it up to $500. It doesn't matter if it's $1, $20, or $500. We will match it. That's $1,000 they can go towards unseating this motherfucker. It's going to be great. So follow that link. Put in Happy Hint. Put in Science Guy. Put in for Nick. He's a cool guy. He's my friend. Any of that stuff, we'll keep. We'll get your like. We'll get names from Brett. We'll send out sizes and shit for the t-shirts we'll send out please do it let's like let's do some good let's do some good episode 81 here's the podcast you're happy now nick are you happy now nope keegan are you happy now nope talk to you next week Bye-bye!